Paul in Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So if you're here and you know Jesus today, you have the spirit of life and power in you. Did you know that? <laughs> Sometimes we don't feel that way, do we? Well, last, uh, last Sunday I shared a message encouraging you to put a little more trust in the force for all you Star Wars fans. A little more trust in the force of God at work in your life through his Holy Spirit. Our faith in Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our lives transports us into a new dimension that Scripture refers to as eternal life. First of all, it's a life where we have been set free from the power and the influence of the evil one. Did you know that? When we accept Christ, we are, we are set free from the power and the influence of the evil one. Oh, he's still around. And if you know Jesus, he ain't happy with you. But you've got a power in you to fight it. The second thing is, we've entered into a relationship with God, our creator, as our loving Abba. You know what Abba means? Anyone? Oh, no, Daddy. Daddy, that's the one. Okay, Jesus said you can call God Abba, Dad. And know that he loves and cares for you deeply. In short, we are part of a rebel force. I, I can't get away from the Star Wars things. I, I, I like the, the movie. I see so many things, so many parallels within those movies that it's, it's uncanny. But we're part of a rebel force. Seeking to live for the glory of God and the good of others. And we hope that others will perceive the difference in us and want to become a part of God's family too. It is my hope and prayer that as we begin this new year, we will all experience more of the power and blessing of God as the resource of the force that changes our lives and impacts those around us. As we accept the invitation of our God to walk and talk with him through the presence of his Holy Spirit. And as we learn to lean on him for the mending of the brokenness within our lives and rely upon his power to heal the wounds of our hearts, then we will be better equipped for the spiritual warfare that confronts us every day with the help of God's power within us, through his Holy Spirit, we can be victorious over the enemy of our souls. 
as John says in 1 John 4, 4. He says, oh, my little children, you are from God and have overcome them, meaning the evil forces or the dark side. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Today, as we continue our theme on new beginnings, I want to expand on the concept of our need to trust in God's force at work within us and discover more about the possibility of living, living the abundant life Jesus promised. And we sang about my Redeemer lives and the song takes us off to heaven someday. And that's good. We're going to go there. But what I want us to know today is there is power for your life to live right now. Not easy, mind you, but possible. As Christians in a Western culture, we have focused primarily upon the truth of God's word and on correct doctrine. Sadly, we have neglected the experiential side of our life of faith and the need for relying on the power of God at work within us through his Holy Spirit. Now, don't get upset about what I just said. And don't get me wrong, the truth of God's word and correct doctrine are very, very important. They are, in fact, I would call them the launching points for a changed life through the renewal of our minds and hearts. It starts somewhere, but it doesn't end there. And in order for us to truly live a new life in Christ, we need the work and presence of his Holy Spirit to guide and to empower our lives for accomplishing his purposes in and through us as his sons and daughters. Paul writes to the Roman church, Romans 8, verse 9 through 11, he says, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you and me. Wow. Wow. The apostle Paul wanted the church in Rome to realize that true Christian faith and life involves more than being religious or going through certain rituals. 
He begins chapter 8 with the incredible words, there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for you. In verse 31, he tells us, if God is for you, who can be against you? Actually, it's if God is for us, who can be against us? But you can make it personal. If God is for you, who's going to be against you? Who's going to stand against you and your God? In verses 38 and 39, he tells us that absolutely nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principalities. And he goes on and on and on. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. In our text for today, he tells us that God has placed his power in us so that we can live. Paul makes it clear that this power is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I think that's, that probably would be power enough, wouldn't it? If you're a believer, and you're here today, and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that power is in you and me. So what does it mean to you when you hear the word of God tell you that even though you live in a fallen world and even though you still sin and come up short of God's standards, that he has put his Holy Spirit of power in you so that you can be alive. The Christian life isn't about following the rules it's about being alive and bringing glory to God through that life. What, what does that look like? I wonder. Do you ever wonder what, what would it look like? Well, let me tell you. It would look like Jesus' life. And so you and I need to be familiar with God's word and especially the gospels in order to see and know how Jesus lived. It's been said that Jesus comforted the afflicted and on occasion afflicted the comfortable. <laughs> and he did. He upset the Pharisees mightily on more than one occasion. But we know that as believers, don't we, that we are supposed to change and become more like Jesus. Not being, not, not being little Jesuses, but being like Jesus in how he lived and, and what he was about and having a relationship with God, his Father, being close to his father and being close to people and loving people, even the ones who didn't like him. We can have that same relationship 
with God as our Abba. And hopefully we begin to live in a way that shows his character in nature. Long time ago, Amy Grant had a, had a song called In my, my Father's Eyes. It was a beautiful picture about when you're close enough to Dad, you got his eyes. If we're close enough to God, we'll, we'll be a little bit more like him. If you will trust the force and live by the force, you will be changed from the inside out. And I find that far too many Christians are trying to change from the outside in, as though it's up to you how you change. And it doesn't work very well because God wants to do the work in you and change you on the inside and then let it work its way out. In Paul's second letter to the Corinthian church, he tells him in 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we all, all of us as believers, every single one of us, no, no exceptions, no, no exclusions, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the, law, of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. You and I are being changed from one degree of glory to another so that we can be like Jesus. And Paul continues by saying, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. It all takes place through the Spirit of God. God has change in mind for us as his children. And that change happens as we allow his Holy Spirit to be at work within us. You know, it's been said, God loves you just the way you are. But he loves you too much to leave you the way he found you. He had, does have change in mind for every single one of us. And the changes that we're talking about here do not occur automatically. And it is far from easy to live life the way God really wants. I mean, just try for a single day to be the person God has designed and redeemed you to be. There are times in our Christian lives when it's rather lonely because the people around us don't understand what is happening inside of us as God is working. We also know from Scripture that we have an enemy who doesn't want us to reveal the glory of a heart that has been renewed and restored by God himself. And the enemy will oftentimes use the people who are closest to you in an attempt to destroy the work of God in our hearts and lives. He is a cunning enemy. And we need to be aware of him. Last week was about trusting the force. 
today kind of, I guess it's more about going forward with the force and fighting for the life that Jesus wants to give us. Fight for it. Don't settle for anything less than the best that God has to offer you. Part of what we need to understand today is this. If we aren't being changed internally through the love, grace, mercy, truth, and the work of God within us through His Holy Spirit, it will be difficult, if not impossible, for you and I to show the people around us a better way to live. Because that better way, better way of living comes through the power of God at work within us. The Bible tells us again and again that the Holy Spirit brings life. The Spirit is life, Jesus said. The law kills. Hmm. Rules don't work. The Spirit of life in Christ Jesus works. And the life that we're talking about is characterized by what Paul would call the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Oh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You can't legislate any of those things. They only happen in your life as we allow God to do his work within us. Oh, but you say, I lack patience. Welcome to the human race. I don't know anybody that's got that one perfect. But I can guarantee you that if you let God work in your life and you've known the Savior for a while, you can look back on your life and say, I've got more of this and more of this and more of this than I used to have, and I praise God for it. But there's still a ways to go. And it's okay, because my God walks with me. The Bible also tells us that the heart, the heart is vitally important to this new life that we're talking about. The heart. In the Hebrew mind, it was the core, the, the center of your being. The place where you made decisions and carried out your will. It, it's the very core of who you are. And we are told that we are to live from that place. We are to live from the heart that God has given us. Ezekiel says and promised the people of Israel long ago, I'm going to change your heart. And I'm going to put my spirit within you. And you will then know how to live. That's a slight paraphrase, but you know it's there. Proverbs uh, chapter 4 verse 23 tells us above all else, those are strong words. Above all else, guard your heart. Pay attention to your heart. Don't, don't let people rob you of your heart. Don't let the enemy squash your heart. 
Guard your heart. Why? Because it is the wellspring of life. Jesus said, good things come from the heart. Bad things come from the heart, too. But if you've got a good heart, because you know Jesus, then better things are going to come from it. Jesus said that out of the heart flows both good and evil. And the Bible tells us that God, through his son Jesus, has given us a new heart and placed his, his kind of love, called agape, in us through the gift of his Holy Spirit. So that means that as a believer, you and I have been given a gift of God's love, which enables us to love the people we don't like. <laughs> I said it enables us to. I didn't say you will always do it. <laughs> but we can if we rely upon it. Live from your good heart. And even though it's difficult at times and lonely at times, trust me when I say to you, you will never ever want to return to what you used to be. Because when God makes his changes within you and me, they are always good. Because God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You and I will wish for, we'll even long for others. We've learned to live from their heart as we are trying to learn how to do the same. And God has put us together in this place. He's called us together out of all the various places in this world where we have been, etc. We are here now. And we are together. And I believe we are together so we can help one another learn to live for God and for each other and to be loving and kind and gracious and good to the people around us as we rely upon his spirit and as we help each other in the process. When we talk about living life in the abundance Jesus came to give us, we're speaking about living from a heart made new by Christ's love. Jesus invites us to live from the core of who we are and too many of us try to live life behind masks. We get caught up in codependent behaviors designed to please others and to often lose track of ourselves in the process. Because of the influence of the evil one and the reality of living, living in a fallen world, we are oftentimes out of touch with ourselves and then wonder why we can't get close to somebody else. Or we ignore or detest our feelings and then wonder why they are constantly getting in the way. Our world has taught us to suppress our feelings instead of learning how to manage and use them for a positive and meaningful outcome for ourselves and others. The dysfunctional and fractured lives we are so used to living can be overcome but only with God's help. Eternal life isn't just getting to heaven when we die. 
It's also about being real and life today. And God wants you to be real today. If you and I want to experience the power of a resurrection life, we have to come to Jesus. He's the only one who can help us pass from death to life and gain entrance into the kingdom of God. Jesus' message about the kingdom was always about life, wholeness, and a well-being that would be free from the power and influence of the evil one. Satan. You all know the Lord's Prayer. The very end of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, in your prayers, in your praying, make sure you pray that you will be kept from the power of the evil one. And God will do that for us. But we'll have to ask. This resurrection life which is often referred to as eternal life, especially in John's gospel, is only available when we come to believe that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of our life. And the good news for today is that you matter to God. He wants you to be able to come home to him and enjoy all that he has prepared for those who love Jesus. But he also wants you to start living your life in a way that truly reflects who he has created you to be. And I want you to know that you are unique. You are the only one who can show that little piece of God in your world. Because there's no one else like you. And God wants that glory to be seen God longs for you to live in the freedom of his forgiveness. The security of his acceptance and unconditional love. He wants you to know that you're here to make a, make a difference through the gifts and abilities and graces which he has bestowed upon you. You are so special and you are so needed in this world today. One more thing. Resurrection life in the here and now is like being on a journey. Knowing that you cannot fail. Because he is with you. Through the power of his spirit at work within you. Jesus told his disciples upon giving them a task that would daunt any of us. You know, go into all the world and make disciples of everybody. And he said, don't be afraid, I am with you always. Even to the close of the age. Oh, there were so many times when Jesus said, fear not. Stop being afraid. Live with purpose and power. Because the power is in you through his Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that everything is going to go perfectly or that life will be all peaches and cream. Far from it. What it does mean, however, is that you will never be alone. 
And that God has the power to turn even bad things into good if we'll let him work within us. In John's Gospel, chapter 14, Jesus says this to his disciples. He's just told them that he's going to die and he's going to go to heaven. And then he tells them some other things. And I want you to hear it. Because it applies to you and to me today. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Please understand there are only three commands that Jesus gave. Love God with all your being. Love your neighbor as yourself. And love the brotherhood. Your fellow believers. That's it. Live with love. And he continues by saying, and, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor who will be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and will be in you. There are those words. In you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me. And because I live. Guess what? You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Any question? <laughs> he makes it pretty clear, doesn't he? He's alive. Are you? Are you living in the newness of life made possible by faith in Jesus as a son of God who has removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west and remembers him no more? Let me encourage you today to reach a little deeper within yourself and find the courage to live by the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart and let God change you from the inside out for his glory and the good of those around you. Let God work. Jesus is alive. And he has promised. He has promised that you and I can be alive too. Let's not miss it. By failing to trust the force. That's at work in us. Through his Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Oh Father. Abba. Dad. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Lord. We know we don't deserve it. There isn't anything we can do to pay for it. Or anything else. It just comes to us as a gift from you because you love us. And 
Oh, that sometimes just blows us out of the water. How you could love us so. Especially when we know ourselves. And yet you say, I know you better and I still love you. Thank you, God. And thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit and for helping us understand through your word that the Spirit of God is within us to help us understand and to know that we are your children. We are your sons and daughters. And you have given us a power for life, O oh God. Help us to live it. And in so living, let us bring glory to you. We know it's not going to be easy. You never said to us it would be easy. But you did say it was possible. And you said that you would help us every step of the way. And so we are thankful today, O oh God, that you are with us, that you love us, that you're for us, and nothing can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. May God bless you. May God strengthen you. May you have a great week in the Lord. God bless.